Welcome to the weekly podcast, recorded live at Glory City Church, Brisbane. We hope you are blessed by this week's sermon. All right, I have a word that I really want to encourage you with. We started sharing about this last weekend. Has anyone been intentionally fun to be with this week? (laughs) A few of you. Excellent. Well, we're going to hit it again just to make sure we understand. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we love you. You're so lovely. God, we so enjoy your company, Daddy. Father, thank you for your patience, your kindness, your goodness to us. Lord, I give you worship and honor and praise and glory. Father, we ask, Lord, that everybody hearing this today, Lord, would have a revelation of who you are, of your goodness, of your kindness, that they would reach out to seek you, to find you, to be connected with you in relationship. Lord, we're asking for the souls to jump into the boat. God, we're asking, Lord, that each and every person hearing this today, Lord, and in the weeks to come, Lord, I'm asking that you would cause this word to produce fruit in our lives. Holy Spirit, we give you permission to remind us that we might live and walk as the aroma of Christ to those who are perishing, that we might be your ambassadors on earth. Father, we ask in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Well, I love Danny Silk's book, Loving Your Kids on Purpose. I read it many years ago with uh, my kids, And he has this wonderful saying. Uh, He'd tell his kids when they were having a tantrum and being a bit difficult, he'd he'd say, do you want to be fun to be with or would you like to go to your room? And and he'd he'd take them to their room and he'd say, come on out when you're ready to be fun to be with. And so in the beginning, they'd storm back out again. He'd say, are you ready to be fun to be with? They'd say, and take themselves back to the room until they were ready to come out and be fun to be with. And so the saying he would develop in their house, fun or room, which one do you want to do? But the concept really, I was reminded of this the other day when I was preparing uh, for a wedding and thinking about how I could encourage young couples that were getting married. And you might think fun or room seems a very strange idea for a Married couple, I'm not suggesting that you send people to their room. (laughs) But the concept of being enjoyable company is a very interesting thought. It says in Psalm 16, verse 11, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, this is talking about what God is like. God's, in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. That means God is really good company. He is enjoyable company. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. In heaven, what's it like? The atmosphere of heaven, when we are with the Lord, when we go and we spend time alone with God, God is always happy to see us. He's always happy to see us. In fact, because of the great grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has enabled us 
by becoming sin, he who knew, no, knew, who knew no sin became sin so we could become the righteousness of God in Christ, becoming absolutely brand new creations, fully qualified with the righteousness of God to be joined to God in relationship as family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Lord delights in our company. In fact, it was said that, uh, it says in the word that, um, for the joy set before him, Jesus endured the cross. And the joy that he was looking forward to was relationship with us, where we could boldly approach the throne of grace, where we would be joined as one with him. Hallelujah. And so when we come to him, we no longer have to be afraid of judgment. We no longer have to be afraid of punishment. We can come before him without fear because his perfect love casts out all fear. And we have confidence because as he is, so are we now in this world. Hallelujah. Hooray. And so when I come to the Lord, no matter how I'm feeling, the word of God tells me he is happy to see me. He enjoys my company, that he is the father that Jesus described in the story of the prodigal son. That the moment he saw his son running toward him, uh, just making his way home, the father ran toward him, wrapped his arms around him, threw a party, called for the robe and the ring. He celebrated him. And sometimes we get the concept that yes, he's like that the first time we get saved. But we forget that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The reality is he is like that every single time you open your mouth or you lift your eyes to seek him. He's there going, oh, I'm so happy to talk to you. I love you. That's who he is. He is joy personified. He is the fullness of joy. And he is delightful company. When we spend time with him, the spirit of God, he's our comforter, our counselor, our ever-present help in time of need, hallelujah. He embraces us, he lifts up our heads, he lifts his countenance up upon us, and he delights to bless us. This is who God is, hallelujah. Knowing this, and that as he is, so are we in this world, we need then to be applying faith to living in faith in this new identity. If he is love personified, and the scripture tells us clearly that God is love, and that love is Patient, love is kind, love is, keeps no record of wrongs, it's long-suffering. That means God is patience. And as he is, so are we. Therefore, I am patient, I am kind, hallelujah. I need to remind myself of this reality so I can manifest it in my everyday life. And so, God being delightful company, wonderful company, wants us to manifest who he is to the world around us in every relationship we have, whether it be 
spouse, children, family, friends, associates, strangers. God wants us to be the light of the world, hallelujah. He wants us to be like him with everybody we meet. And if God is always happy to see us, then we need to be showing people that same love in our everyday life, in our everyday interactions. So thinking about that, I thought, well, when it comes to marriage or family, I wanna think about what it looks like in a practical way to relate to people like God relates to us as his children. I think about parents with their kids. You know, some parents complain, oh, my kids are never home, they never wanna be home, they're just always out there. I'd like to encourage you, rather than correcting them, you know, scolding them, making them feel guilty for not spending more time with you, I'm talking about adult children or teenage children, what would it be like if perhaps you put some thought into becoming better company? Because motivating people by guilt, shame, correction, and, and a sense of obligation is really not a long-term solution to winning their heart. If God is such good company that he says, taste and see that the Lord is good, God wants to us by faith to recognize we have power also to be delightful company. And it can ha it, it's not just about big events. Okay, well, we had a family holiday. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing to do. But if you want to be enjoyable company and to manifest who Christ is in your everyday relationships, it has to happen every day. Which means when they come home, it means putting your phone down, looking at them and being really happy to see them helping them feel what you feel when you approach God. God is so excited to see you. He's over the top, it's extreme. You need supernatural help to experience the love that God wants to give you all the time, over the top, extravagant, extravagant. And that's who we are empowered to be all the time. God seems to think it's a really good idea to love people extravagantly. In fact, the Bible tells us it's the goodness and kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Hallelujah. But in our human thinking, we sometimes think correcting, you know, showing people our displeasure or our jealousy or controlling them is somehow going to make them do what we want them to do. When they come in the house, if it's your spouse, your children, or if you're walking into your workplace, do you listen and affirm people, encourage them, laugh with them, sympathize, empathize with them, and use your every conversation to help them feel love? I wanna challenge you 
God's ways are better and higher than our ways. Instead of looking at them with like, you've hardly ever been here, you, know, you hardly talk to me, you like to talk to your friends more than you like to talk to me. Rather than guilting them out, why not love them extravagantly? Why not be intentional to think about how can I be like God? Some people just don't understand that to be enjoyable company is more than just giving advice. If you spend 90% of your conversations giving unsolicited advice, the reality is they'll probably avoid you because most people are not looking to be fixed, they're looking to be loved. And if you think every time you approach God, that he's looking to fix you. You've missed the reality of who he actually is. He comes not to fix you, he's already come and given you a whole new nature. He comes to affirm you and encourage you and remind you of the truth of your new identity to convict you of your righteousness in God to remind you, hey, it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. You are so lovely, you are holy, you are pure. Even if your heart condemns you, I'm greater than your heart. You know, when we are people that do think that the way that we're gonna love people all the time is to fix them or to solve their problem or give an advice, what we're doing is actually communicating disrespect for their ability to make decisions and we're damaging their confidence. Some people think I'm being loving, I'm being helpful and every conversation is taken as they're asking for my help and my advice. And if you assume that, every time you do that, what you are doing is actually communicating that you don't have respect and you, and you are damaging their confidence to be able to make good decisions. If they ask for advice, be free to give it and it's a good thing, hallelujah. But if we're giving it all the time as our number one form of communication without affirmation, encouragement, we're always setting ourselves up as being higher and better than they are. The Bible says, consider others better than yourselves. God's looking for us to see people as he sees them, to call and be, call those things that be not as though they are, and to begin to treat people as who God sees them to be, that, that we might make a way for them to step into the fullness of who they are called to be. Hallelujah. This applies to husbands, wives, co-workers, every relationship we have. You can 
give advice, but if you give it as your primary form of communication, you're going to find that they're not going to want to spend a whole lot of time with you. You're not going to be manifesting the truth of who God is. And if as a parent you are doing this, you're going to be communicating to kids, this is what God's like. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. freedom. Hallelujah. Liberty. That means in his presence there's fullness of joy, absolute peace, total acceptance, absolute perfect love that casts out all free, fear, and there is freedom. If that's the case, we need to examine our relationships and see, are we exuding that same atmosphere of heaven in our relationships? Are we helping people feel free or are we controlling them and manipulating them with our disapproval, our jealousies, our annoyance, and our frustration? God's ways are higher than our ways, and he is looking for us to treat people with freedom to make the choices they need to make, but by bringing so much love that they experience and are drawn to who God is that they might choose life. God wants us to be a people who walk in so much love that people feel free and empowered to make good decisions, not obligated to do it. Because if it's out of obligation when they are out of your presence, they'll stop choosing it. God's looking for us to empower people to know him so that they can have power to be like him themselves. Hallelujah. Jealousy, control, threats, correction doesn't make people want to be with you. It may have short-term results, but in the end, you'll not achieve the goal of making them want to be with you. But consistently being enjoyable company does. You know, if you have an issue where you feel like, my family, they never invite me over, they might be many, many reasons for that. Um, there's no blame to assign, but rather than criticizing them for it or getting jealous about it or annoyed, they always invite my sister's family but they never invite me, or whatever it might be, why not consider when you are with them, are you being like God, which is wonderful company? Are you helping them experience the unconditional love of God? Or are you making them feel judged? God's looking for us to be a delight to be with. Some people just unwittingly make people feel judged or mistrusted or controlled or dishonored or disrespected. But you know what? We can change that when we start to think about what it looks like to have relationship with God ourselves when we know what he's like through the word of God, when we understand that God now is for us, 
then we have power in every one of our relationships to be on their side, to be with them, to be for them, to help them feel, my brother, my sister, you are loved and I am for you. I am with you. I want to support you. I want to encourage you. I want to help you. Hallelujah. In a way that's not arrogant or dominating, but in a way that's genuinely loving the way God loves us. So how can we be more fun to be with? Now remember, when we talk about fun to be with, I'm not talking about a personality. It doesn't matter whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. Fun to be with is somebody you want to have more time with because it was a really nice experience the first time around. You can be fun to be with just simply by smiling more. Oh, hang on, How, where's that in the Bible? Number six. <laughs> he makes his face to growl. No, he doesn't. He makes his face to shine on us. Which means when he lifts up your head and when you look to him, he's not there going, oh, how dare you talk to me. You, have, you haven't talked to me for weeks. I'm upset. Just come back a little while later. He's not like that. You come to him and you say, oh, here I am, Daddy. He's there saying, I love you with more love than you can handle. Just pray for help so you can handle it because I want to fill you up to overflowing with my love. You are my delight. You are my delight. Angels, look, isn't he lovely? Isn't she beautiful? He makes his face to shine on us, which makes our face shine back and then he asks that we would be like him which means you can make your face shine on people so when you come into work in the morning and you haven't had your coffee and you've had a, 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 a car accident on the way and you walk in and people say good morning and you say Ooh. you don't have to be like that there is supernatural power for you to give what he wants to give you on a constant basis. You can be real. You can say, I had an accident. Oh, dear, it's good to see you. You can smile every time someone comes to your door of your office instead of going, what do you want? You can make your face shine on them and let them feel what you feel every time you approach God in worship or prayer. If I'm happy to see you every time you come to him, perhaps you could be happy to see people every time they come to see you. In doing so, is you'll show people what God looks like. You'll be the aroma of Christ to those who are perishing. There's so many things you could do. You just read the Bible and you'll discover what it looks like to be enjoyable company. Love is patient. So you can lay hold of the supernatural fruit of patience. You can be kind because love is kind. God is love as he is, so are you in this world. You are therefore kindness personified. Grab a hold of that virtue and say today by faith, I'm gonna manifest kindness to everybody I meet. 
Love keeps no record of wrongs. So I can manifest the kindness of God. I can manifest love and be enjoyable company by remembering their sins no more. Not bringing it up ever again. (laughs) Not counting their sins against them. That's like God. With the love that he has for us, we can love others. Hallelujah. We can be comforting because God is the comforter. We can have supernatural power to comfort. People, whether they're in a bad way or a good way, you can still be the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And with the comfort the Bible talks about, with the comfort that you've received from the Holy Ghost, comfort one another. That's enjoyable company. You can be, the, you can be encouraging, you can be generous. God is extravagant in his encouragement, more than we can handle emotionally. God wants you to lay a hold of the power to be like that to everybody you know. Every stranger you meet, to your spouse in the morning. Love's not self-seeking, which means you can be considerate. You can go the extra mile. Supernaturally, you're empowered to be over the top, considerate, kind, and generous. I love it, I love it. My husband just does this so beautifully. Like if he sees, you know, he'll, he'll make, go out of his way to make sure the ladies can go out, for, out the door first. He'll open the doors for them, that if someone needs help with a stroller, he's there. He's, you know, he just loves to help people. He'll go, he'll go the extra mile. Can I help you to your car? And he doesn't do it because he has to. He does it because he's like God. Hallelujah. So are you when you've received Jesus. As he is, so are you in this world. And when you realize your identity, you can start living from it. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. By what? By your arrogance, by your pride, by your judgment, by how much you know? No. By your love, they'll know. And they'll sigh and say, I always believed that it was real. Despite the horrible things they've seen in the name of Jesus. You could make your drives with your family or with your spouse an enjoyable moment rather than an opportunity to check Facebook. You could make your meal times an opportunity to have some joy, some supernatural love manifested in conversation. You can just be intentional. It doesn't have to be theological or um, biblical discussion all the time, but it could just be loving and delightful because God is loving and delightful. You know, I I don't like to eat my breakfast by myself. 
So I go and gather everybody that's in the house. Come and eat breakfast with me. And I just want to talk about whatever. Whatever. I want to hear their voices. I want to talk about whatever the headlines are or whatever's happening or whatever dream they had. And you know, you can do that or you can choose just to look at a funny video on the YouTube by yourself. There's a time and there's a place for everything, but I tell you, if you would, if you would take time to make the most of your relational opportunities to manifest the reality of who God is, you'll help people connect with the reality of who he is. Philippians 4 says this. Think about things that are pure, lovely, and of a good report. Set your minds, it says in Colossians, on things above, not on things of the earth. God wants us to be so filled with his joy, so uh, delightful in our company because we have been focusing on him, drinking deeply from the river of his pleasure for us, that we make other people feel the delight of God when we're with them. He wants our conversation not to be drama, 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 but full of things that are pure and lovely and of a good report. He wants our every conversation not just to be task-focused, correction-focused, advice-focused, but the opportunity, every sentence, every word is an opportunity to love people well. And you can do it by giving them affirmation, encouragement. If they ask for advice, you can bring it, but bring it with so much love that you speak the truth in love, not just love to speak the truth. It's your choice, but choosing to be wonderful company is gonna show the world what he looks like. And it's gonna make your life better too. Because if you want to have friends, it's good to be friendly. <laughs> if you wanna have a happy marriage, not a marriage where you stay together because you have to. Rather than trying to change the other person, why not make a deliberate effort to think how can I become more enjoyable company. How can I be fun to be with? Amen. Father, we say thank you for your word. Lord, we love you. Help, Jesus. Help us, Papa, not to be conformed to the pattern of the world, but be to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Let our everyday, lived out, moment to moment lives be a reflection of who you are. And Lord, I'm asking that our lives and our relationships with you personally, Lord, would grow deeper and more wonderful, that we would draw continually from the overflow of your love and your pleasure for us. Lord, that the world might see and know that you are good. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the gospel to the nations, you can do so via our website, www.glorycitychurch.com.au. We would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer need, please send us an email at 
info at glorycitychurch.com.au. We would also love to hear your testimonies. You can email these praise reports to info at glorycitychurch.com.au. God bless.